If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself. But even better, they've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information, all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It's Wednesday, June 9th, and we are here to take the mystery out of your financial life. We are here to help you. Mark and I are both certified financial planners. That means that we take this kind of big picture approach to talking to you and listening to the things that are on your mind about your financial lives, but we might ask you a lot of other very nosy questions. I, mostly because I'm a voyeur, Mark, because he wants to get all the data and make sure we cover everything. If you've got a question you'd like to ask us, just send us an email. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. If you're on our website, if you're on the JillOnMoney.com website, perhaps you're there signing up for our free weekly newsletter, which comes out every Friday and Mark puts it together and it's fantastic. If you're doing that, then you're just a click away from sending us a question. Hit the contact button. It's in the upper right corner of the website. So do that. Don't forget to tell us if you'd like to come on the air live with us. That is what Stephen did. Stephen is on the line from Wisconsin, and we are delighted to talk to you. Stephen, how are you? What can we do for you? I am very good. Thank you. So I own two homes. I have my primary home in Wisconsin. And I have a second uh, short-term vacation rental home in Colorado in a ski town. Mm. Yes, that's my paradise. My dilemma is it's time to make some upgrades to the second home. You know, when you start with one thing and it turns into a list of 20. Mm. So I need to get my hands on some cash. My dilemma is I'm retired, which is not a dilemma, obviously. I'm 62 but um, getting loans is kind of a challenge when you don't have guaranteed monthly income, which could be another whole show for you and I to do together someday. Yeah. So my options are either one, refinance my primary home. I have a mortgage today of about $145,000 at a rate of 3.25. Or I could use a home equity line of credit that I already have on my vacation home, which currently has a zero balance. Okay. couple things that I want to know. Number one. So you're 62. You're retired. How are you? How are you existing? What is the what is your form of of income right now? So I have a small annuity Mm -hmm. um, that I get monthly. Um, And then I do get some income from the vacation home. 
And the rest I take out of my um, investments, which is the challenge. I have a 401k rollover Mm -hmm. and I also have a Roth. Okay. How much is in the Roth and how much is in the 401k roll, the IRA rollover? The Roth has 23,000. The Mm -hmm. 401k has about 795,000. Okay. When you say you've got um, a little bit of income, you said an annuity and vacation home, about how much money are you receiving right now in total income? Well, see, that's the challenge. Um, I take out of the investments as needed. Mm-hmm. I would say about 5000 a month. 5000 a month? You're going to run out of money. Wait a second. Hold on a second. How much is your house worth, your primary? I would say three and a quarter. How much is the Colorado house worth? Mm, about four fifty, four seventy five. Okay. And that was grown outright. So someday I will either live there full time or I will take that money and live out the rest of my life comfortably. Okay. Is the game plan to claim social security benefits at your full retirement age? Yes. And that's about 66 and four months. I got another three years to go. Why'd you retire so early? What's up with you? You sound like a healthy guy. What's going on? I, well, you know, I am a healthy guy. I was living comfortably and I met with my financial advisor. It was kind of at a breaking point in my career. And she said, you know what, you're good to go for if you want to retire. Hmm. I did that. Um, sounds like you don't agree. I'm curious about that. Well, I'm just going, uh, that, did you hear that? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I really do think I'll be fine in that, that home, the second home I do own. I have no mortgage on that. What is the split between, you said you have an annuity and a vacation. How much income is coming in? Like so the annuity is about 1300 a month. Okay. Um, the vacation home, it's small. I would say mm, on the high end, I would say $750 to $1,000 a month. All right. So you got two grand coming in and three grand a month that you're pulling from the this portfolio, right? Correct. Yes. And you're pulling it from the rollover and paying tax on that as you go along? I am. And that's another little challenge for me because I'm also on Obamacare, which limits me how much income I can make in a year. Aha. Uh-huh. But you're getting the subsidies now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. If I were to kind of flash forward uh, to your full retirement age, what would the what's your social security benefit going to look like at that time? At full retirement age, it'll be about three grand. So what it sounds to me like is the reason why I made that hmm sound about your retirement is I don't know if I would have given that advice because I am a wimp. All right. So Stephen. I'm coming out of the closet and telling you I am a wimp. And you know that because you've listened to the program. The reason why that it's a little bit anxiety provoking for someone like me who is a wimp is that number one, I hate the idea that the bulk of your money is in an account where you have to pull money out and pay taxes on it for exactly the reason you're saying, which is, you know, it screws up Obamacare. And by the way, it could screw up Medicare. But okay, let's presume. When did you retire? How old were you? I was uh, 57. Oh, so you've been doing this for five years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so been so far, so good. Um, okay. So right now, you're taking three grand a month out of the retirement, out of the pre-tax retirement money, which is worth about 795000 but it's only going to be for four years and four more months. At that time, after you've drained a bunch of money out of this 401k, you will then shift 
and then say, okay, I will then claim social security, which should mostly cover my needs, right? Then we can leave the 401k alone, right? We can just let that sucker grow as much as we can. Let's say at that time it's worth, let's say it's worth 600 grand because you've pulled money out, you've had to pay taxes. Do you have any money sitting on the side, just retire, um, a savings account rather? Yeah, about 30,000. All right. So then you got 600 grand left. You'll be at full retirement age. I mean, you could conceivably take a little bit of money out if you need to do something big, but you can pretty much leave that alone until you're age 72 when you're forced to take money out. Right. And then what you can. And by the way, of course, at 65, you'll be on Medicare, which will be cheaper than Obamacare. And then what you're saying to me is like, hey, don't sweat it, Jill, because one of these places I'm selling and I'll have some extra cash on the side. Is that fair to characterize it that way? Yep. That's all All right. So listen, the advisor's right. You can do it. It's just, uh, you know, I, I just spoke to somebody who said something interesting and she said, you know, it's just that when I, when I think about not working, it causes me anxiety, even though I really don't want to work. And so you, you have the ability to look beyond it. You, you trust the numbers, which is great, which is totally great. So I think it does work. Now let's get to your core question about how to manage this. If you were to refi the primary, it would seem to me it's not, I mean, I don't know, how long do you think you're going to hold on to this thing? I would say at least 10 years. Could you refinance it given that you don't have income? Well, I do have a bank that I work with that does allow me to do that. And would it be a 15-year, a 30-year? What would they do? It would be a 30. Would your payment go up or down on this based on the 30-year, the new 30-year? Well, if me, well, it would go up in that I'm, if I pulled money out. You know, How much money do you need for yeah. the, your 25,000 item punch list in Colorado? 75,000. 75,000. Mm-hmm. I'd do a refi. Would you? Okay. Yeah, I would. It's not a ton of money that it's going to add to this, but if you're going to, if you're willing to stay there, you know, for 10 years, that's fine. I think the, the home equity line of credit can be really cheap, except if interest rates pop on you and then you're screwed. And I'm not, I'm not thrilled about that as a risk going forward. I wouldn't want you to be forced to do something different, like sell your home in Wisconsin before you're ready to do so. I would do a refi. I'd get it done. In terms of the the money that you spend, you have to be a little bit religious on staying within your budget because as everyone knows who's done any home improvement project in the last you know year and a half, these things just explode in terms of complexity and cost. You can't really afford to blow it. Like you really what you can't afford to do is all of a sudden at be at your full retirement age. And then instead of having 600 grand in that retirement account that you have 400 grand because you blew it on this Colorado thing and you sort of rolled the dice and I'm sure it would work out. I just don't think you'd want to be put in a position where you feel like you have to do something different in your 60s. Yeah, that's my concern too. Well, I'm a numbers geek like you are, so I keep track of every penny. So what do you do with yourself? that you're 62 and you sound like very eligible. Like, what do you do all day long? I got to know. Really? I enjoy the outdoors, obviously. So I spend a lot of time doing things outdoors and I do Mm -hmm. do some um, volunteer work too. All right. And I didn't even ask you, you didn't mention a spouse or a partner or anything. So you're single, right? I'm single. And no kids, right? No kids. That's why you could retire. That's right. (laughs) 
What did you do? What did you do in your previous iteration of yourself? I was an IT project manager. I'm totally transferring my own anxiety about what I would do with myself if I retired well, and I'm getting close to your age. So, real, you know, the challenge is I can only make so much money. That is called a the wrong incentive from an economist point of view. Well, uh, you're in great shape. And listen, Stephen, in Wisconsin, thank you so much for hanging out with us and thank telling you. us your story. Enjoy your early retirement, even though I have anxiety about it. Uh, listen, Jill, you don't have to retire early. Just Stephen is retired early. It's not about me. It's about you. Thank you for giving us a holler. If you want to know whether you can live Stephen's life, you know, retire early and figure out how to do all sorts of things during your 60s and 70s and 80s, hopefully a long life, just give us a holler. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. That's Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. Don't forget to let us know if you'd like to come on the air with us. Mark will do all the rest. If you're on our website, you can actually get our newsletter, but you can also subscribe to this if you're listening to this on YouTube. And don't forget to leave us a rating and a review because Mark says it works. Here's something you could do today. Very easy and free. Put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. We would very much like to encourage you to do that. And don't forget to practice grit, growth, grace, and a dollop of gratitude on the side. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 